Welcome to Reactive. Um, I'm Khalil, and I'm here with Raquel. Hi, everybody. And Henning. Hey, guys. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's been so long. It's been so long. So long. Oh, yeah. It has been too long, actually. I really missed the podcast. Me too. Last week. Me too. Yeah. <clears throat> and and it's been two weeks since you've been on the podcast, Khalil. That's so, correct, yeah. So, yeah. All right. So we have a lot to catch up on. Yes. Um, so oh. first of all, apologies to all of our listeners for uh, skipping last week. But we have a good excuse, a really good excuse for missing last week. And that's conferences. <laughs> 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 conferences got in the way of everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lots of conferences. And also, I was like, after the conference, I was, I stayed in Berlin because uh, friends of ours came from all the way from California to Berlin to hang out with us. So um, we spent some time with them. And then on the day where we wanted to record, I was traveling back. And then that didn't really work out well with the timing and everything. So, yeah. So that's why here today yeah yeah so 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 khalil um you did a a, a thing at uh <laughs> at JSConf. you both there did was... a thing it seems like okay i had nothing to do with that thing <laughs> except for the fact that look look you use my name and my face actually no you didn't use my name you use my face and my voice and I you did. put it we in did. a video yeah. and then you put it on a shirt and <laughs> you, you wrapped okay first of all <laughs> let's just talk about the the wrapping okay like like everyone did you know that khalil used to be a rapper well he still like is obviously <laughs> yeah okay that's true that's true you're still a rap like oh my god like last week or last <laughs> last episode henning and i were talking about how like we were mechanical engineers and, you know, we did stuff with like bridges and whatever, uh, you know, whatever, blah. But no, you like made music and albums and things. So um, talk. Oh, yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> um, first of all, I was I was looking, I was really uh, on that day when we did that thing at JSConf, I was so looking forward to you waking up and... <laughs> <laughs> over there on your side of the Atlantic or whatever. And uh, yeah, because everybody was like tweeting and posting pictures and stuff. So it was cool. Well, maybe for, for those two or one person who hasn't or doesn't know what we're talking about, can you just briefly explain <clears throat> what actually happened? Okay, so um, maybe I'll just tell the story and then tie in like my past as music maker uh, okay. into that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, so, so what happened was that um, actually you, Henning, you, you, you were on Twitter as well on that day when I tweeted out, uh, I don't know, there was, there was something going on on Twitter. I was in, in like a vivid conversation with people and um, at some point the conversation was over. I don't even, I don't remember what that was. And for some reason I felt like, uh, just throwing people off by posting like a really old like video 
of me where I was performing a track in Japan. It was like all like it was a music video, and I because back in the day <clears throat> I used to do um, so. <laughs> how do I start this? So uh, I used to hardest so, story to tell ever. <laughs> so 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 during actually so I so I've been doing music almost all my life. Like I started when I was like twelve or thirteen or something like that, learning an instrument. Actually, it was the accordion. I think I don't know if you have that word in English, but called, so, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. So um, yeah, <clears throat> then at some point changed to guitar, and while learning guitar, I started singing, like trying to you know play like Beatles songs and Bob Marley songs and stuff like that, and started performing on parties and like just with my went to to a party uh, with a guitar and just started singing and stuff, and then <clears throat> and then so that was during like high school times and um at that point then of course we started forming bands so i had a band and then i had another band like they were really shitty and it was like rock music and <clears throat> it was just kids like doing music so and it kind of always from then on it was always part of my life and then um a little later on i got a little bit more interested in uh drum and bass music and in in rap music and was listening to a lot of uh, French hip hop, which is because, which I was, I was kind of connected to because I, um, my mom's friend French and, and me and my brother were really into French hip hop, my friends as well. And, uh, and also of course, um, hip hop from the U S like Wu Tang, Wu Tang was, was really big for us and stuff, but I was kind of attracted to, to hip hop, especially uh, to French hip hop, especially because they were also doing, um, they were kind of integrating, some of them were integrating like a Jamaican dance hall, a Jamaican dance hall style of like singing or rapping or whatever you want to call it. The Jamaicans don't call it rapping. They call it DJing, <clears throat> which is confusing for people who don't know that genre maybe because DJing normally is something that a DJ does. But um, yeah, there's a whole like explanation but maybe that's going too far. So they call it DJing. And so they were kind of in integrating that. And I was always extremely attracted to that. So that was, but I, 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 ne I never knew where to get the actual Jamaican, like current Jamaican music or dancehall music from. So I didn't. So I was doing hip hop. Then I had a, a hip hop group with some friends and, um, that was really, that was really cool. And we, we were really, um, we actually won like a contest uh, here locally and stuff where we won like a studio session and recorded something and stuff like that. But after that, me and, my, me and my friends parted ways because some of them wanted to go study medicine and, and one was becoming a dentist, stuff like that. So they didn't have time for the music anymore. And so I went kind of went on my own and, uh, and at some point we had uh, before we we kind of split up we had a part we had a um uh, we had a concert in like in like a like an old house here in Stuttgart somewhere where we were performing and after us there was there was a, a dance hall um a sound system uh performing and they were playing current Jamaican music and they really liked our performance and they were talking to us after and i we really loved the music they were playing and 
we stayed in contact a lot and that was my i got real i got real access to current jamaican dancehall music which was really back in the day you really needed to know where to go and who those people were and stuff like that it was not it was not all over the internet back then <clears throat> so uh so i started hanging out more with them and started teaching myself uh jamaican patwa as as you know as good as i could with just listening to tapes and kind of writing lyrics and singing them back to myself and kind of correcting myself and stuff like that and trying to understand uh understand it more and more and asking jamaicans what it means or also the guys who were in the music who were not jamaicans and um started and then at some point i decided to make a demo um with like four tracks and i sent it out to all the german Uh, reggae labels because back then there was like a little bit of a hype in dancehall and reggae in germany so uh and there were a bunch of labels that were doing that so i sent out my demo and there was one label that actually responded and um that was during my studies and they invited me to come to leipzig because leipzig is that where the label was uh where the headquarters were or the label was basically to to do some recordings And um, I did that. I went there, and it was like amazing for me because that was the actual, like the actual kind of the label that I wanted to work with uh, because they actually did some really cool productions that I really enjoyed <clears throat> back then. So I went there, recorded. They liked it, and we stayed in contact. I made sure that whenever I had to, uh, there was like two two phases during my studies where I could go to like, it's called a practicum, an internship, I guess it's in English where um, during the studies where you go to a company. So I made sure I would do my internship in Leipzig and then my diploma in Leipzig. So I could, while I do that stuff, I could go record more and go on tour with them, stuff like that. And after my studies were done, I, I actually did that for like three or four years. And uh, <clears throat> and I am um, I am, and so so the thing is I after four years I I, I totally killed the whole project. I met um, I met uh, Lexi who's who's now my wife and um, I kind of had to to bring some stability into this situation, financial stability and stuff. And uh, she also kicked my butt a little bit about that kind of the people I was with back then, that they were not necessarily really the right people to do music business with. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, I was, I was a little bit oblivious to that for a long time because uh, back, back when I, I sent out the demo, I was really looking for somebody who can help me and, and, and mentor me and stuff like that. And a bit of that happened. And I mean, we did a lot of cool stuff, like recorded some, you know, bunch of tracks, released a lot of stuff and, and went on tour in all of Europe and actually went to Japan for a week and they released an album there and stuff like that. So it was pretty exciting. Um, but ultimately, I, I really had to kill that project for myself as well, because I was not 100% behind the whole, this whole kind of image that I was portraying back then, because, uh, because the... Um, because dancehall kind of just like hip hop comes out of, you know, the ghetto of J Jamaica and um, 
like hip hop comes out of the, the ghetto of uh, ghettos of the the US, and and the subjects are, are similar and they're and uh, and I was always attracted to the energy of those artists and and um, the stuff they were saying though I was not necessarily hundred percent like hundred percent behind that, but I always kind of wrote lyrics like that or integrated those those subjects that were kind of ignorant sometimes um, because I thought I needed to do that in order to also kind of have the same energy and the same intensity that I so loved from that music. And, um, and, but, but yeah, it turns out that that's, that's not the case. You don't have to do that. And it's, uh, and, but it was so entangled in what I was doing and the people I was around and stuff like that. So it was a good thing for me to just totally stop that. And I started doing web development again, which I also like a lot. And, um, Yeah, and so basically um, cut to uh, just a few months ago. I've been doing I've been doing uh, you know music with my brother a little bit on on the side. With I helped uh, um, my wife do you know with her album that she released last year and stuff like that. So I was still involved with music, but it was not like my main thing anymore. Um, <clears throat> And so I tweeted out this one link from this uh, from this video that we recorded in Japan because at some point they wrote they wrote us um, that they wanted to do an album with me and uh, we said sure you know hey we just record all the stuff we we finish it we produce it and send it to them and they just release it and then we did all that we recorded all that stuff and then they said hey um want to fly you over for like a week to do promo stuff and to record a video so <clears throat> so we went there recorded the video and that track was also basically the most popular track that i had back then so wherever i would go that would get the the biggest reaction so i recorded that track and um <clears throat> and it's also the video that i'm the that i'm the fewest ashamed of <laughs> and uh so and just to 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 kind of uh, uh and i know that my twitter following has mostly to do with javascript and web development and, and stuff like that so people who p pay attention to my tweets don't really know about my music past because i never talked about it on on there uh, um, very much and so at some point there was this conversation i tweeted out the link to that video because i wanted to, i just wanted to I just wanted to to, uh, to shock people or blow people's minds. Like, what is going on? And um, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. So, um, so I did that, and then uh, yeah, Henning, I think I think you you saw it, and then also Jan Monschke, who did, who is like this web audio guy who, who talked on JSConf last year. And on Reject.js, the, the year before that, about web the web audio API, and did some really cool talks um, about that. He said something on Twitter. He was like, he saw that, and he was like, hey, we're looking for a rapper for the JSConf opening performance. And I said, yeah, why not? You know, just, just let me know. I'll do it, you know? And... Um, At some point, we we then connected on Slack. There was there's a web audio Slack, and he created a group there. And there was uh, 
another programmer involved that was supposed to do production, to do music. Also, something with the web audio API, I don't know exactly. Uh, and we were talking about, okay, what do you want to do? What, what can we do? What, and so they were thinking about doing like a hip-hop kind of thing um, where something with web audio and they just needed somebody to do like something on top of that and to write lyrics and perform them and stuff. I said, okay, and then we were talking about what we want to do musically, like what direction should it go, and we're like sharing links and stuff. And at some point, um, the third guy, he, uh, he said that he, he, wants to, he wants to drop out because, because he, had, like he just got a kid and it was kind of all a little bit too much. He, he didn't feel like he, he was able to, um, to put in the time. Because at that point, we had like, I think, three months or so to go. And if you want to do a whole, like a complete track and you want to do it good so that it has a certain quality, uh, three months is almost nothing <clears throat> and with like performance and video and all this kind of stuff. Because we were thinking like it, you know, it has to be for JSConf, for the JSConf opening, it has to be, it has to have a certain quality. So yeah, so, so I, I suggested to, um, to, to bring my brother in who is a producer, like he makes electronic music. And um, and I had a bunch of tracks from my brother that were not released. And I just sent them to Jan and, uh, and said, hey, listen to those. I think that some of that stuff could work. And then we don't have, we have a good, solid, you know, musical base and we don't have to think about that and we can concentrate on what we want to do with the uh, with the video and I can concentrate on the lyrics and so forth. And at some point, he, so Jan was not 100% on board with those tracks. He felt they were a little bit too moody or a little bit too uh, too dark maybe and stuff. <clears throat> and uh, and he looked at other options and I just sent him a bunch of bunch more for my, for my brother because I really believe that that could work, some of his music. And, uh, and at some point, Jan was really hooked on this one track. And I was like, perfect. Let's let's take this track and involve my brother, and then we met. We actually had a meeting, and we were thinking about okay, how what can we do? And then we were just we had just this vague idea of taking the track and then um, triggering because because Jan had this this launchpad thing where he programmed something where he could just he could program the launchpad via the browser via via the web media API. Um, so that the launchpad would trigger music and or videos or whatever. You could also just trigger anything in the DOM in the browser th via this launchpad, which you saw in the video. The launchpad is this little thing with all this, those buttons on it. And uh, so, so we had this vague idea of like playing the track, then triggering videos of conference talks um, that have to do with JavaScript, and we we're trying to like find like a subject and um so the subject like what i my idea kind of was kind of represent the state of javascript like the last year what was what was interesting in the last year what what was uh the, the talk of the javascript town or whatever right so there was es6 and this whole thing with uh, renaming it to es2015 and uh there was immutable immutability uh 
React, um, yeah, React stuff, uh, functional programming, like all those things. And we were so what we did, we actually met. Uh, Jan came all the way from Berlin, and uh, we met here, and we sat down uh, for a weekend, and we just cut videos. We did. He did some programming, and and slowly but surely, like we got this this picture of how we are, like. Uh, and we we tried out uh, like this video triggering in the browser via this launch pad and stuff. And it was like, cool, this works. And slowly but surely it kind of, it kind of um, be became something. <clears throat> and uh, we kind of, and after that weekend, so we, we knew, ex we knew kind of what we were doing. So uh, we, we had a few tasks, so we had to cut some more video snippets that we uh, just look for, you know, in video snippets that fit this kind of subject that we wanted to represent. And I had to rewrite lyrics because fortunately on that beat, that specific beat that we chose, I already had written lyrics before. So I had to rewrite them so that they kind of fit the JavaScript uh, subject. So I did that. And uh, Jan, you know, cut some more of those videos. And then Boris actually did something really cool where my brother Boris, he um, he took those video snippets and then he um, he's pretty good with uh, with Premiere and so he um, he kind of zoomed into the faces of the people because in a lot of those in a lot of those videos you see like slides and then the person next to it and uh, but we were interested in the people so he zoomed into the faces of those people and then put this filter on it so you have. It was like just two colors, and then we added this magenta color so that it has kind of the theme of the JSConf uh, EU because that's a color, and um, and then we had this kind of look that looked really, really, really cool, and really lo we really loved that look because it was almost like Guy Ritchie esque, like you know, like like, <laughs> like comics, you know, like a comic strip kind of like this. It made it made all the speakers look cooler than the actual video and we really like that and then um and then we had we really had to figure out the sequence like how do we want to what do we want to come when and how do we arrange this and we had like four minutes that we wanted to fill just with those video snippets and so um that's what we did we just we just sat down like we met like twice a week and on the weekends and we just try different stuff and at some point Boris was like improvising and he figured out this uh this chorus <laughs> with the javascript 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 <laughs> and uh which was really we really liked that because it was funny also you know with the javascript is uh, and it also there was meaning to it like because you said uh Raquel you said uh javascript is so much more than syntax which was nice and then we had the the, this thing from from uh, Jen Schiffer, where she said JavaScript is pseudocode with semicolons at every at the end of every instruction, and yeah. uh, <laughs> and and uh, and Philip Roberts was like, "I was JavaScript. What are you?" And uh, it, was, it was just really it is it just kind of, some of it just really happened organically and, and it was kind of random and. Um, and then we just okay, so we had the chorus, and then we had to kind of fill the the things between the choruses, the choruses, and put and kind of grouped the videos so that they make a little bit of sense together, maybe. 
And uh, and then we just had we just were rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. We gave and then we also uh, you know we talked to Jan about which parts he would do and stuff. And yeah, and then we met in Berlin a day before. Um, actually, we met already on Wednesday, so a day before Reject JS and rehearsed during J Reject JS uh, in in the big hall, like in this big place where. Uh, where where we would perform later on doing the stuff with the audio guys and the video guys and that was a really good experience because those people are all very professional so it was really cool and yeah and then we were just nervous i was just so <laughs> crazy nervous the whole time it was insane oh my god <clears throat> but um fortunately we did all this rehearsing and uh, we're able to pull it off quite nicely It stumbled here and there, but nobody noticed because we rehearsed, so we were able to to kind of overplay it. And uh, yeah, and you so were nice. and Raquel, you were a big part of it, and it was and we really wanted to have like this. We really loved this uh, uh, this, this thing from JSConf EU last year, where you said we're all in this together and we're a community, and you know, go to a conference, it will change your life and stuff. And that was really the perfect ending to the performance, and also kind of to get the people who were there this year to kind of you know lift them up towards the conference and everything. So yeah, really cool. I I so meanwhile, right? I'm in I'm in St. Louis. <laughs> and I wake up and my my phone is just freaking out. Like, it's just like people are tweeting at me and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And uh, and I look and people are like, because the video isn't out yet. Right. Like, like this is yeah. it is literally happening. And like it, it wasn't real time for me because I was I was definitely asleep. But uh, like when when you were performing. Yeah. But it was only a few hours <laughs> later. And and it, there are like vines and Instagram videos and pictures and everything and people are like, Rockbot, you're on screen, you're at JS Coffee, and I'm just like, no, I'm not. I'm in St. Louis. And it's like, <laughs> and it was just incredible. And then like like just all of these like videos. And I have to say, last year, so every year at JS Coffee, they it is like the most amazing intro. Every single year, they I don't know how they come up with a way to make it even better every year, but they always do. Mm -hmm. And so last year when I when I was there, they had a, a video like like somebody somebody went around interviewing people and they just like took video of of the conference and spliced it together and like came up with like a story. And it was really cool. And and like they had different speakers and attendees talking about what JS Confu means to them and how great it is to go to the conference and things. And I remember watching that video and thinking, I really hope they put my, like, I get to say something for next year's video. Like, <laughs> that was, that was my, like, I was like, I hope, I hope I get to be on that big screen next year too. <laughs> and then, so of course, awesome. I'm, my, my, my Twitter is just freaking out. And I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even ask. And they did it anyway. <laughs> But it was That's so awesome. cool. It was so, so cool. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But, like, I, I retweeted a whole bunch of stuff. And then when the video actually came out, I was like, oh, my goodness. I feel like, I feel like the YouTube video, which, of course, we're going to link to in the show notes, uh, doesn't do it justice. Because the, 
the the images that I got and the the like vines and stuff that I got from the live show, like like in the video the that JSConf released, you can see what was on screen in like a tiny corner, mm-hmm. whereas. Like the screen at the, at the JS Coffee venue is massive. It's like it's like an IMAX theater level size screen. It's I mean it's huge. And so like if you watch the video from JS Comp, you have to like imagine that my face is actually like a hundred times bigger. <laughs> yeah. I mean there is there is a few a few. Um sequences where you can actually see um how yeah. big it actually was but yeah. they de- they definitely concentrated a lot on uh on us performing yeah. which, which is great too well, i mean yeah i mean i think for, for my taste it was also a little bit too much because i think that the whole like seeing it from afar was actually what was you know so mm-hmm. Like it added a lot, I think, you know, because yeah. what they also do is they take the 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 signal from the beam from the beamer. No, it's yeah, the beamer. No, no, it's not called beamer in English. Uh, the projector. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so from the projector, and then they do some. In this case, last year did something different, but this year they they pixelated that, and then and then put that on all the other walls in that huge, you know, mm. room. Mm-hmm. And it just made it creates this crazy atmosphere and just like it's like this whole its own universe suddenly, and um, and I think and I think that was that was a huge part why it was so well received. I mean, I think we did a good job, but I think that this really like the visual part was like was really important to it, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Basically, it was really impressive. Okay. I mean, I. Uh... I had told you already that I I got up on Friday and had the uh, intention of working because Fridays are a very short day for me because my kids get out of school and uh, flipped over. So I got back home and I flipped open my laptop and it had Twitter open and then I see all these pink images come up and I saw Raquel's face. (laughs) like, wait a minute. (laughs) So so I started clicking around, you know, and one thing leads to another and the the morning was over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I think the first thing to come out was somebody's uh, somebody posted something on on either Vine or some other medium, which is a mm-hmm. short clip, and I'm like, wow, yeah. that's amazing. You know, they had something with Raquel on there, and I didn't know that that was part of part of Khalil's show. And then later on, somebody posted a longer video, and I'm like, holy cow! <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, people were really excited, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, was, the whole thing is, is really impressive. Now, hearing the backstory, it's even cooler because you see all the thought that went into it. I mean, there always is, but it's it's neat to know what went into it and how and why and how it came together. So, I mean, it's like JavaScript craziness squared. You know, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, the reactions were really great and um we we also uh we did this t-shirt so we did my brother did took you know all the different people that were in the in the uh were triggered during the performance uh their conference videos and stuff like it took like screenshots of them and put them together to one big image and we just made t-shirts of that and wrote on it javascript what are you and that was (laughs) what we were wearing during the performance 
And of course, people came uh, to us after, and 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 they um, told us that they liked it, and they they were also excited. Some people were also excited about the the T-shirt and wanted to have the T-shirt. So we actually um, created this Teespring campaign right there at Chasecoff, and. Uh, so, because we also wanted, you know, especially um, like I think Ashley Williams, she she was also part of the performance, so to speak, and she wanted that T-shirt. And so we, we created that um, Teespring campaign and uh, so made it that available. We also open sourced the image and open sourced the code from our performance so people can reuse it, do whatever they want with it and uh, make their own T-shirts or whatever. And uh, yeah, so the Teespring campaign is actually still going on. So we made, we arranged uh, it so that we will, once it's over, uh, we will make like a few hundred dollars or so. Like I think it's at 45 t-shirts and uh, some of the, pro and there's, um, and we will actually profit. So far it's like 200 or something dollars and all that money is just going to go to a yet to be determined good cause but we'll be talking to uh to jan lennart and the j and or anybody else who wants to um do that with us uh, from the js confi u team i already talked to jan and he said yeah we'll figure that out and we'll be fine so uh we're not we are not profiting off of it but we just wanted to make that t-shirt available um if people don't want to you know print it themselves <laughs> yeah so that's going very on. cool yeah and yeah. uh yeah but uh, just to come back to that performance like i mean i i think i was never so nervous in a long long time and <laughs> <laughs> i was just like i was like after the performance i was still like i don't know what was going on i was like it, it was i like if it was because for me it was just such a huge thing because js conf is js conf is like is like is like a super important conference for me and mm -hmm. everything what it stands for i really i really like and um and it was really important for me to do a good job at this performance and um where the the whole thing is good and um and then after it was you know well received i was like oh, this is awesome and then flying on this on this cloud and um <laughs> uh and it took me a while to kind of calm down again and stuff. And uh, <clears throat> but this was exciting for me because it's really those two worlds that never kind of met each other really before, <laughs> like my music, <laughs> you know, side and the web developer or the JavaScript side, and they came together at that performance, which was it's just like for me, this is like a new, completely new thing now. Yeah, and, it's it's really remarkable. I mean. Can you talk a little bit about so the the um, the videos? They were actually sort of it's it's almost like your brother was playing the videos, kind of like right. He was mm -hmm. triggering yeah. with the with that pad a video to play. So he's essentially playing like the video. I don't know how else to call it, but instead of playing yeah. music, he's like creating the video live. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So we came up with a sequence how we want to trigger those video bits on top of the beat. And um, and Boris did that all of that live. So mm -hmm. so mm. so the each video snippet was linked with one of those buttons on right. that launch okay. pad, and we programmed them so that for each section they would be close to each. You know, the videos that need to be played are close are in the same row and stuff like that. 
so that so that he can uh he doesn't have to jump you know like two rows up or two rows down or whatever but um yeah all of all the videos that you saw like they all get triggered on the beat right like and we didn't cut we didn't make one big video that just you know does all the triggering or where we pre-recorded anything or whatever which he did really for the whole track um and also Jan live trigger all those videos mm -hmm. and the music itself was that um like you know your your brother wrote it but then how was it actually played or performed or generated oh okay so that was that was just played from a different computer so okay yeah they were performing uh triggering all the videos on in a browser on my computer on my mac and the music came from my brother's computer which was standing next to it so okay. that there was nothing special or whatever that we did with the music like we were thinking also like in the beginning we wanted to trigger the music from the launch pad as well so just trigger it once at the beginning and then mm -hmm then uh, trigger the videos on top of that. But the risk, um, you know, of one of us kind of touching a button or whatever in the excitement or whatever to that stops the music we, where we would have to start from top again and stuff like that, that was just too, too big because the track has to run all the way through. Right. You know, it goes six minutes. And if something goes wrong, if it's paused or starts from the beginning again, like... <laughs> At, at like minute five or something like that, that would be terrible. So yeah. we just we just had that running separately. And was the music? Um, I mean, obviously it's yes, pre-recorded, but was it? Uh, had it? Does it have something to do with the web audio API? Was it played with that or? No, not at all. That, it was just no, played okay. in uh, Cubase. Okay. So in this program that my right. brother used. Um, no, there was really nothing like this is just the music is 100% my brother like he mm -hmm. actually did this music, this track, I think 2012, he said, okay. And huh. uh, so, so what we did beforehand, though, was we actually did some mixing of the track. So the track had to be mixed so that it sounds good in that hall. And we actually also went to a friend of ours who is a professional producer. And um like he makes he makes a living off of DJing and also making music and producing and he's uh he's doing quite quite well and he has great equipment and lots of knowledge about how to mix and master stuff and stuff so we went to his place and played him the track and tr and and got some you know feedback of how we can mix it make it even better sounding for 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 like a big room like that mm -hmm. yeah so that's that what we that's what we did for for the music part basically Okay. Yeah. How about the lyrics? So, how did you come up with that? What's can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think you're. I mean, it's a lot about JavaScript, obviously, but um, your wife's name is in there too. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was just in the original lyrics. So ah, okay. Uh, so I just left it in there because hey, be it rhymed up. with something. I think it was good. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It just makes sense. Like uh, so, in the original track, I said. Um, uh what's it um the like agent lexi check on the internet something like yeah i know so so she she has a track that's called i rule right and um i think i said js rules like agent lexi check on the internet where the new sexy 
And, ah, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and and so yeah, so I originally it was just I rule or we rule. We rule like Agent Lexi. Check on the internet. We are the new sex. And I just change it to JS rules like Agent Lexi. Uh. Check on the internet. We are the new sexy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Very cool. <clears throat> yeah. I thought it was neat too how you had like uh, sort of subtitles yeah. for, the, for the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. So, so because yeah. I was performing it in, in Jamaican Patwa, I wanted to have kind of <laughs> put both on the screen. So people like in fat letters, just the English so that they sit and see what i'm saying but also for whoever kind of can figure it out and, and stuff or i don't know is interested uh to have like the 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 actual lyrics that i was singing on the bottom yeah so we yeah. put them both in there like very nice cool. that yeah. was so fun that was a really so, fun so day fun. Uh, i have to say Getting, <laughs> yeah i wasn't there but uh, kind of was so. <laughs> mm-hmm. in spirit yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. if any of you listeners, if you have the opportunity to go to JSConf, you just just to, just take it. Go. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. I'm sure the conference was also like itself was also pretty good. Yeah, it was it was fantastic as always. Yeah. I mean, it was in the same location as the, last year, so the same like catering, like food was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year, what they did though is that they had it was split up on so that the conference was actually happening on Friday and Sunday instead of mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday. So there was mm-hmm. this one day in between where they had CSS Conf. And um, everybody's reaction was pretty positive, actually. And also, most people I talked to said that in the beginning, when they saw that this was split up in two days, it felt like, oh, this is weird. Like, why? And blah, blah, blah. But then when it actually happened, you were part of it. It was actually nice to have like a day off in between and just do whatever, you know, or chill mm-hmm. or I don't know, you know, go to a nice restaurant and then uh, yeah. come back on Saturday. And of course, some people or many people actually also just went to CSS Conf as well. And CSS Conf was also uh, really, really good, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that they they borrowed from JSConf US, which is uh, it, the last few years has been a three day thing. Uh, it's a day of talks and then a day of fun and then a day of talks. But like, it's in Amelia Island, Florida, so fun for for us was uh, scavenger hunts or node bots or uh, golfing or hanging out at the beach or you know node rockets or whatever. Uh, but I mean, if you're in Berlin, you don't need to add any extra activities. Just go to Berlin, <laughs> <laughs> hang out for a day. It's so great there. Oh, yeah. I love that city. Yeah, <clears throat> love awesome. it so much. So then you uh, were at two conferences in the same day on two different continents. That's quite remarkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I got to meet. Uh, actually, I have stickers for the two of you. All from, right. Uh, awesome. From the the great folks at uh turing incomplete so shout out to them i got to meet a few of them uh and and they're really cool and strange loop as a whole was it was a really cool conference um it's it's really it's language agnostic and so it's really it's more about it's like less about the things that js comps are known for which is like let's talk about javascript let's talk about community this was really more about let's talk about code and where we're going with it. 
Um, so there was a lot of stuff on like rust and scheme and closure and all sorts of random things. It was like, what is going on? I was, I was totally lost. I was like, this is deeper than I think I'm used to, uh, for all of these things. Um, but that, that's okay. It was, it was really good. It was, it was a good way to kind of step outside my comfort zone. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I would, I would recommend that conference if you're into just kind of playing around with the ideas behind code and like distributed systems and, you know, uh, just neat, hardcore things, uh, <laughs> like language and programming wise. Um, that was really fun. And yeah, I gave a talk and it was well received. And so that's good. And yeah. That was your uh, JavaScript and robots talk. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, so. I watched that. I have to say that that was uh, very inspiring. I, uh, I'm i not so in, at all into hardware, but that kind of made me want to go and buy some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, very cool. That was that was really yeah, inspiring. That's the word. So, awesome. Cool. Oh, that's that's so that's that's awesome to hear. I I uh, I like I like giving talks, but I am I am at the point now. Where I'm just like I'm so tired of giving talks. I'm I'm giving one more next week. Next week I give my last talk of the year, and then I'm just gonna kind of like curl up into a little ball and not speak for a while. <laughs> So oh tired. really? <laughs> uh, I mean, like, not not like forever. I mean, I've already got a, uh, I've already got some conferences lined up for next year, mm-hmm. but they're not till like middle of the year. So I'm just going to take a few months and just. How many talks not... did you did you give this year? This year, I only gave. So officially, I gave like four. I'll, I will have given four. Um, but there was like you know the week in New York where I did workshops every day and, uh, and 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 some other stuff. But last year I did nine, and the year before that I did eight, and so I'm kind of just hitting the point where it's it's a lot of work uh, to do a good talk, and I'm 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 pretty silly in the sense that I don't do the same talk twice. And especially if you're doing a hardware talk where you need to like have a demo, it's a it's generally a different demo every time. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> talk about like testing or something where you don't have to bring any like robots or anything. That'd be great. Do that. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. So, so what was the most interesting thing you learned at? Uh, Um, oh man uh i think so i think my favorite talk i had a couple of favorite talks one was um camille fournier gave a talk on distributed systems and how how when you're setting them up people people get really scared of what happens if things fail um, and that's, and she says that the reason we do that is because we don't fully understand what it is that we're doing. And, um, so if we, if we make our systems dumber <laughs> and easily replaceable, then we can have a lot more faith in our systems. And I'm, I'm really, really bringing that down to the 
barest, barest minimum. Um, that's like the TLDR of the TLDR. Right. Uh, but, but I would definitely recommend watching that talk. Um, and then there was another talk that was really uh, had a huge amount of buzz about it. It was the first night's keynote uh, or closing keynote, and it was by Idaline uh, Bobay. Her Twitter handle is Abby Bobay, and she is a, uh, a a tech activist. So she talks a lot about. Um, kind of the inequalities in technology and what that really means. Because I think a lot of people talk about, oh, well, diversity in tech is really important. We should think about these. Let's think about who has access to things and who doesn't and da-da-da-da. But it tends to be people, most of the people who are talking about that tend to be people who didn't necessarily grow up in an environment where they didn't have any technology Um, or they did for like, they didn't for a little while, but then they suddenly had it and then, they, you know, life was never the same after. Um, but uh, Idaline really talked a lot about what it was like for her growing up in the inner city with no access to computers at all and having, you know, being not a very good student because nobody cared um, and how just her entire community was set completely apart from everyone else, even though she was in Philadelphia, uh, which is... And it's Philadelphia is a city in the Northeast. It's there's so many people. There's a ton of technology going on all over the place. It's hard to imagine that a kid growing up in one of the major cities of the U.S. doesn't have access to technology, and yet she didn't. And they a lot of kids still don't. And what does that mean? And um, and and it was really interesting because we were in St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri, which a lot of people don't think about. Um, so we all, we've all heard about Ferguson and what happened a little over a year ago, uh, with Michael Brown and just the, the horrors (laughs) that, that are just Americans and guns and et cetera. Um, not going to get too far into that, but what people don't know is that Ferguson is about a 10 minutes drive from the venue in St. Louis where strange loop was held. It's right there. It's, it's, literally next door and people just completely forget about the things that are happening right next door because you don't have to look at it you don't have to think about it but the power that we have as tech professionals and the powerlessness of people who don't have access to tech and what does that mean and what does that look like and what can we do to actually step up and say hey wait there's a massive inequality here on multiple levels, what can we do to you know bridge that divide? And uh, that was a really powerful talk and a really, really interesting thing to, to think about. Um, it was, it was that was really great. I I would say that was one of my favorite talks as well. So I'd recommend taking a look at that if you know if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty much all up now anyway, right? Because yeah, cause yours oh was God. up like the next day. It was amazing. They were so amazing. Their their video team was just on it, on it, <laughs> like it was less than twenty four hours for some people. Um, like it was, the conference ended on Saturday, and the talks were all up by by Monday morning at the latest. So, no, I'm used to seeing things take like a month and a half. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm very interested in that talk. I want to see that. It sounds. Uh, I will definitely link to it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh my goodness, we've spent the entire time talking about conferences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, they were. I know there were other things good that we topics. wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but do, do you have more time, or do you have to go get back to work? Uh, I mean, I can. I can. We can hang out for another couple, uh, another twenty minutes or so. Let's okay. do that. Okay. <laughs> Let's do that. So, what else is going on, Henning? What did you do last um, week while we were conferencing? That weekend. Let's see. I went pick. I went to pick apples with my kids. <laughs> I love that. I actually movie. did. Uh, yeah, I actually did a completely uh, screen-free weekend. Awesome. So yeah, just. Uh, it was a really nice fall weekend, so we, we spent it outside. I think Saturday was pumpkin festival and Saturday was apple f- or Sunday was apple festival, so just did that kind of stuff. Yep. Nice. And uh work wise or I don't know, looking into stuff. Um uh, the usual pretty much nothing nothing exceptional. Still working on API things. And um, we actually got to talk to Ashley Williams, what was it, Monday? Um, was very interesting uh, for Descriptive. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's done some very, very interesting stuff on APIs as well. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Nothing, nothing too much exciting. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, neat. Uh, there's, I feel like there's been stuff happening on the internet. Yeah. People so, so talk about things. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're referring to right now, but I definitely, I, I wrote some stuff, <laughs> some stuff. To, oh yeah. So something that was launched today actually is this AMP project or AMP. Did oh yeah. You, did you see? Uh, I, I haven't, I didn't click on the link. I saw the tweet. Okay. So explain it. What what is it? Okay, so this is a project uh, from Google, where actually Malte, who is one of the organizers of the JSConf EU, is the tech lead of. Um, nice. He uh, no, the project is about making websites faster. So what on mobile devices. And but it's not necessarily so. It is a framework, and there's a little bit of JavaScript that takes care of. Um, so I, I didn't. So I'm gonna get like a rough overview because I also didn't really go into it really deeply. But what I know is that it gives a little bit of a framework and constrictions to an HTML, right? So it's gives you, it tells you a little bit. Of, so you have to build your HTML like this, and you can validate it with our AMP validator to see if it you know, uh, conforms to our restrictions or whatever. And then it has a little bit of JavaScript that takes care of loading, um, taking care of loading the resources in a way so that it doesn't block, you know, showing the content of the page. And then when you scroll down the the, the site um, of ampproject.org, you see that there's like all these media companies that are partnering with Google on this project. So there's BBC, there's uh, a whole bunch of newspapers 
and uh, news organizations that have have you know magazines or news outlets or whatever online. And um, so the whole thing is so how I understand it, and also that when you look at the demo, it's about fixing the problem of bloat for especially news news articles and and like uh, yes magazines right <laughs> so and, and the problem yeah. of advertisement and stuff like that so actually mm-hmm. adios money because i couldn't really see the demo because it's not um it's not turned on in all the all areas of the world so for the us you should be able to see it to to use the demo and the demo is just a link to google to a, sp- a specific google uh, link uh, to 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 uh, Google search, and then you can search something like Obama or Mars or something like that, and then you get a little bit, you get it like, and then you get a little banner that says this uh, site is like AMP optimized or something like that, and then underneath that there is a carousel with articles, and all those articles that are in that carousel they're all optimized with this AMP framework, and when you click on them, tap on them they actually load incredibly fast so they're almost instant and that's also something that comes up in the in like the, like the vocabulary of description of what amp is it's about instant articles and when you see you see um on in the video that the thing the content loads immediately and it's scrollable and all the media so the images and also the advertisements they get loaded afterwards and they just fade in once they're there and uh, and this is a direct hit or a direct reaction towards, uh, of course, in general, this is a problem. But also there was this movement from Facebook where they said, we're making instant articles, blah, blah, because the web is slow. So put all your news articles into Facebook because everybody can read it in Facebook and it's much faster and it's much, much better, right? And then there's also Apple now uh, within, with, uh, I think, El Capitan, their new um, uh, operating system version. They have this news something where it's mm-hmm. similar, where publishers can like hand Apple a feed that has to conform to certain standards or whatever. And then it's also in like its own client and it's kind of half web, half closed up Apple thing. Mm. And this is like a direct hit into Facebook and Apple's face with like what I, I'm really excited about this because I think they're really doing um, because they have all those media partners. uh, Yeah. All those media companies partnering with Google that, actively are implementing this thing because of course if they if they get help from google to implement that for them it's much better right because they have complete control about what they're showing and they don't have to give control to facebook or to apple and they still Mm -hmm. have this performance and um this is definitely good i think is definitely good for the web so I'm, i'm a little bit excited about this i like that that's awesome i have to look into that yeah I hate, I hate it. I hate it when I go, like, just trying to find something on on my phone. I'm, like, out in the world. Maybe I have LTE. Maybe I only have 4G. Maybe I only have 3G. Maybe I'm in, like, an edge area or whatever. And I hate, like, I've, I've started getting to the point now where if I'm loading a page, even if it's on Wi-Fi, if it takes longer than five seconds, and I know that sounds, like, forever long because it is forever long. But I'm like, I will sit there and I will count 
one one thousand, two one thousand, three <laughs> one thousand. And if I get to five one thousands, I'm just out. I'm just yeah. like, forget it. I'm not going to read this article anymore. And yeah. it's just, it's infuriating because all I want to do is read the content of this article. And it, it just makes me so angry when I can't even see the headline. Like I clicked on the link and I see an ad before I can see any content at all whatsoever. And I'm, I just want to like throw my phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to throw it. It's terrible. <clears throat> no, this is this is so awesome because I think that they basically what they're doing is that they're going, they're actively going and taking all those companies by the hand and like showing them like here, this is how you do it, and we're giving you tools so that you can do it easily, like you have less work, and we give you like here, give this to your developers, you know, like make this, and then you are featured on Google, blah blah blah. Like, yeah. I think this is this is a this is a really good, this is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Love it. Love it. <clears throat> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. Uh, oh, yay. Uh, speaking of things on the internet, today, uh, Lewis Cowper actually released a, a really great um, kind of write-up of NPM scripts as part of the Hoodie Project. And, um, I, like we saw it at NPM and we were just like, oh my goodness, nobody's written anything this thorough before. This is fantastic. And so if you've ever been curious about how to use NPM run scripts, what they're for, how to kind of mess around with them, et cetera, like this is a really nicely written overview of what NPM scripts are, how they work, what to do with them, what you can do with them, what you can't do with them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I will link to that in the show notes. Um, but it's, it's really nice That's if you awesome. use NPM. If you can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah. I actually h h hung out quite a bit with him on the Jay's country. It was cool. And, nice. Uh, he is, uh, and he also has this, uh, this cool project that he also presented there because he was talking as well. Um, and I think we talked about this already, or at least in the Slack chat, uh, it's called NPM run help or something like that, where he, mm -hmm. uh, whereas like in order for you to document NPM scripts, uh, you can use like an, a markdown file it has to have a specific name, I think. And then you can run NPM help, uh, NPM run help. And then it will kind of format that markdown nicely in the console and show you all the the help texts to your NPM scripts. Also really cool. Nice. Nice. Very nice. I got to, I got to look at that. It's uh, yeah. really good. I will, I will totally post that in the show notes. But speaking of Slack, we've got a whole bunch of people who've joined our, our Slack this week. Yeah. Or in the last two weeks. Cause it's been so long. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have a whole bunch of people, and we have, I hope, uh, uh, a list of everybody we need to shout out. Where is it? Oh, got it open. So, um, we have Jeff Utter. All right, mm -hmm. shout out to Jeff Utter, then shout out to Alberto. Did we shout him out already before? It seems like it seems I don't think so. Sounds, sounds familiar, yeah. but sounds I can't familiar. remember if it's in saying hi in the Slack or saying it here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then there is a shout out to Carmelev88. Then shout out to Code Girl Brooke, who was actually the one who wrote that um, nice review that you read out, I think, last time. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then there's, okay, how do you say that? Yejo Dido. <laughs> We're going to go maybe. with that. I think that works. <laughs> yep. And then there's Auzi, I think. <clears throat> Auzi. And then yeah. there is uh, C Plantain or so. Seaplantine. Yeah, I just call him yeah. Chris P. He's Chris a, P. He's my co worker. Right. Yeah. Big up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I convinced Crispy. him to finally come over. Crispy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, he, he's a co-worker? <laughs> yeah, he works at the same company I work for. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Well, he's, nice. he's an employee. I'm a contractor. But, uh, okay. Yep. Still. Crispy. All right. All right, Yay. cool. And Welcome. uh so right. so should we so we uh, related to that we talked internally already that we might want to introduce a code of conduct because in order to like when this thing like when there's so many people in the slack chat would be nice to to have that. So, uh you you sent me two links today? Uh Yes, Raquel? I did. I did. I sent um so there uh, codes of conducts in in Slack channels is is not a new thing, um, and so we have a lot of great uh, examples by which to look at and kind of put something together along those lines. Uh, we have so there's the there's the LGBTQ Slack channel that has their code of conduct, and there's a, a women in tech chat channel that has a code of conduct. Uh, to be fair, the those channels tend to have um, there's there's a little bit more to it than just you know let's talk about tech, uh, but but still we're we're a community of, of people and people are flawed and uh, people just need you know a little bit of reminders of of what what's cool and what's not cool. <laughs> uh, the yeah. the general notion is be cool. Yeah. Have you know like nobody you can disagree with people and that's fine you don't have to agree with everybody but you also don't need to like go out of your way to like be mean so don't be mean like apologize yeah. if you accidentally make someone feel bad <laughs> yeah. like just just be cool is is the ultimate piece of it and just to make this clear, this is not something that is, has been triggered by an incident of any sort in our Slack yeah. chat. This is just mm -hmm. something that uh, you brought up uh, just because the group, the community is growing and mm -hmm. uh, it's good for the community to have that. And so, yeah, I think we are just going to... So I, I actually read the LGBTQ, is that correct? I don't know. Um, I think so. One... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and yeah, I like that one so far. So okay. I think we could just, we cool. just, um, maybe I'll just draft one up that is basically exactly the same. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Just change just, the name. Uh, regex, you know, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> change the name and <laughs> I'll do that uh, hard work so. of yeah, uh, drafting that up yeah. and then send it around and then we can see if we want to tweak it here or there and then we'll put that up. Um, Sounds good. Make, make, I, I like the idea of what, what they also did, um, like having a landing page for the Slack chat where just you have the code of, code of conduct on it and then 
it links to the Slack chat login or to the registration from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Very good. Yeah. All I think on it's board? A, it's a good and uh, I, I think a necessary thing. Maybe some people don't understand why, but uh, um, things do happen. And I think if, if people are aware <laughs> before they um, come to the community on what, what our guidelines are or what we would like to have happen and not happen – it's it's a very good thing. I was just reminded of that in a in another um, actually in a Gitter um, chat it was just highly highly inappropriate things going on there and yeah it happens all the time so <clears throat> yeah I think it's a good thing to yeah, have just as about, a reminder. Yeah, I mean, and and for me, it's not only just as a reminder of like you know in order before you enter these are the rules, but also like things happen. Things totally happen. Like, a uh, perfect example is when not everybody in the channel speaks the same language fluently. And, you know, you, you hear something in a movie or something and you're like, oh, I could say the exact same thing. And it turns out that that is super offensive to somebody else. And it, it, it's a complete and total mistake. Nobody ever intended to inf- offend anyone. But having a code of conduct allows everybody involved to kind of follow a, a, a pretty basic procedure to be like, okay, this was incredibly offensive to me. Uh, like I want to report it and then have people kind of take that event in isolation and say, okay, let's figure out what happened. Let's fix it. And then we all move on. And these are the guidelines by which we're going to fix it. This, these are the guidelines by which you report this thing. These are the guidelines by which, you know, whatever. It's just useful to have those guidelines because without them, Everyone just starts flailing and nothing gets done. Nothing feels better. Everybody just kind of walks away feeling a little hurt and not happy. And any community that I'm in, I want everybody to be happy as much as possible. So that's that's why I I like codes of conduct. It's it's not about people are gonna be bad or people are gonna be good. It's people are gonna mess up because they're people. And let's try to not let people figure out figure it out as they go along let's have a framework by which to figure it all out instead so yeah it's just some basic rules that also kind of now like you don't have to try to figure out those rules every every time you organize a group of people together in something or whatever you can just you know say okay look i like those guidelines let's just adhere to those it makes uh, yeah clearing those misunderstandings and stuff up a little easier, I guess. Mm-hmm. Totally. Cool. Yeah. Yay! Good deal. Super. Alrighty. So we have one so, um, one new review. It looks like. Oh. Yay! Reviews on iTunes, and it's by Al East, and he says, "Wonderful podcast. Um, this is a great podcast, which is more." Like just a casual discussion on reactive approach to web, mostly development. The group is very comfortable talking about the subject matter, and I have learned a ton in the little bit of time that I have listened so far. Well, thank you. Awesome. Yay. That's great. So awesome. All right. Yeah. I would also Uh, like to mention that, um, so Product Hunt are we all familiar with Product Hunt? Raquel, do you know what Product Hunt is? Uh, I think I've heard of it, but it's, okay. So yeah. it's basically a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit like uh, like Reddit, 
but it's um, it's focused on product. So it started out being focused on products, so mostly tech products. So it was a place where people who were like are excited about you know new startups and new like web products and apps and stuff like that to um, to upvote them and to have discussions on them and stuff like that. And I think they're doing a pretty good um, job of keeping the discussions high quality and interesting and not like nothing crazy is happening on there so it's a it's a it's a pretty cool um site but it's um a little bit uh it's it is it has this like kind of like entrepreneur young startup guy hype uh yeah uh like feel a little bit to it which maybe is not everybody's taste but uh, it's definitely a great site uh, to do discovery if like if you're interested in what's like a new um like new products uh, and there's everything on there. It's also just, you know, developer tools and stuff like that also can be found there and stuff. So um, yeah, and it's, it's pretty well made. And so why I'm bringing this up is because they have a new thing that's called product hunts podcasts. And if you are, if, if you are, um, you need to be invited by somebody who's already on that uh, in product hunt uh, in order to be able to post podcast episodes, but you can, but um, so when you can do that, you can post your um, po podcast episodes, write a comment, say like, I don't know, I like this or that, or we discuss this, blah blah, and have like and have people like upvote your podcast episode and discuss the podcast episode, and um, this is pretty cool. And I actually got managed to get an invite from um, Sean Devine, which we or which I interviewed on Descriptive before. And he's already on there. He got invited by by the founders of Product Hunt. And uh, so I got an invite. And now I'm able to post our episodes there. And I think this might be uh, interesting, maybe also as a place for people for our community, maybe to discuss uh, specific episodes. And it's maybe makes our podcast a little bit more uh easy easier to discover for for people who might be interested so uh i posted the latest reactive episode there and the latest descriptive episode there and i invited i think you should have raquel should have gotten an invite or something because i added you as a maker you can add makers to the product uh okay. for, for reactive and um, so you should also be able, maybe, I don't know, Henning, did you see if you have invites? Um, I didn't go in there yet. I just okay. poked around for like two minutes. I saw that I have an M um, badge yeah. on there. So I guess I'm a maker too. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> haven't figured it all out. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. So I, I just wanted to mention that. I think it's definitely cool. Like if, you know, our friends in Slack maybe feel like it, if they want to upvote on there could be good for us uh, to reach more people and maybe this can be kind of become a place where people can discuss episodes we'll see cool cool yeah. sounds right. good all right well i think we should wrap up but um <sighs> oh well <laughs> yeah. we could talk for so long but instead we'll have just this extra long episode this week to make up for uh, the lack of an episode at all last week and uh, we will see you all next week or all right um, one more thing Jack. the um, oh. the slack bot now is updated to um, sort of correct people on certain words and I can't believe in the intro that I said guys welcome <laughs> <laughs> after I did that 
And I said, welcome. I was so startled. I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Cool. We need uh, Slackbot to be like Slackbot. Yeah, exactly. yeah, we need him like to be uh, need uh, it to be uh, audio enabled so that I can just go into the podcast and be like, eh! <laughs> didn't you mean like gang or friends? Yeah. <laughs> so no, actually, Slackbot, anyway, Slackbot is much nicer than what yeah. I just did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since we don't edit, I thought I'd I'd bring that up. So. <laughs> yeah, no it's funny. All right. Oh, goodness. all right. Well, it was super fun to chat with y'all again. Uh, hey, listeners, if you want to reach out, definitely come hang out with us on our Slack channel. Uh, I'm. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm Rockbot. And uh, you can find me at HGladderGots on Twitter. And please do, if you have a minute and you haven't done so, go on iTunes and uh, give us a review or just a rating. That's fine, too. Um and if you need help finding us, you can just go to the show notes and there's a link there and that'll take you straight to iTunes to do that. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I'm Khalil Tweets on Twitter. And maybe we can talk about my oh, Twitter God. name changing escapades uh, <laughs> next time. Next week. Yeah. Right. Next week. Next week. <laughs> and um, Raquel has to go. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I, next week. That's what I want to say. It's just a tease of, you know, people are super excited for next week. And, <laughs> right. and, uh, and so, and also we are on Twitter as discri- uh, Reactive Pod. I still have this <laughs> reactive pod and yeah thanks for listening and see you next uh, talk to you next time all right yeah see you next week bye bye bye